Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of Alive Girl and the Big Salamanders. We have a spooky show. This should be October. Yeah, this is our this is our preemptive Halloween episode. It's it's a spooky one, guys. Also, I just want to point out real quick, we are missing one half of our big salamanders. Uh, Mr. Matthew Roy is not with us this, this, this day, but we miss him dearly. Uh, we wish he was here so bad because he, of, of the three of us, might be the spookiest. Absolutely. Matt is spooky and hopefully he'll just listen to this and get all spooked. That's all we can hope for. So strap in, buckle up, get your tinfoil hat on. Put it on, guys. A little, a little quick heads up if, uh, if true crime, if if things like that, if uh, cryptids, spooky monsters, that's something you're not into, maybe this isn't the episode for you. However, if you're ready for a good, clean spook, guys, get on in. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to tell you the story of uh, of Elisa Lamb, which is a true story. It's a true crime story, really, kind of. It's kind of, it's kind of true crime, kind of paranormal. You, you'll have to kind of parse it out as we go. Okay. But it kind of starts where it ends. So in, uh, I can't remember what year this is. It's like 20, maybe 2013, 2012, somewhere Oh, so like it's that. recent. Recent, very recent. Oh, no. This is, yeah, it's, so it's 2013. Uh, some patrons of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles complain of uh, the water in their hotel rooms coming out of the tap dark brown or black. So several people over the course of a couple of days complain to staff that the shower and the taps in their rooms spit out black water. And upon investigation, the Cecil Hotel employees go up to the... So basically the Cecil Hotel... Um, there's several different ways of, um, I, I don't know all of them intimately, that you can supply a large building with water. Mm-hmm. One of them is to have water tanks, like on the roof or on the side of the building, that supply water just to that building. Okay. And that was the system that the CISO Hotel had. So they had these four giant water tanks on the tops of their building that pretty much just supplied water just to the CISO Hotel. And uh, they had a maintenance worker go up onto the roof... He looked in the first tank, nothing was there. Second tank, nothing was there. Third, nothing. On the fourth tank, he opens it and he sees the body of a woman who had been undressed, but her clothing was also in the tank. And it was clear that she had been there for some time, about a week or so. She had decomposed to some degree. They, you know, retroactively actively realized that the reason that the water in the hotel was contaminated was because of... This, uh, this body that was in the tank. We should put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode, probably, or the segment. This is, this is terrifying. Spook- this is spooky Could episode. Could you imagine like, being like, okay, the water's black, but you know what? Like, hey, it's warm. I need to take a shower. I've got a job oh, interview. Yeah. People definitely drank it, without a doubt. It was like two days. You, there, were, there was somebody in that hotel who now is dealing with the PTSD of, of the fact that they definitely drank that well, water. Well, they're haunted, right? Haunted. Literally haunted by the ghost of this woman. So, that is horrifying enough. Yeah. But, what's even spookier 
is kind of Elisa. So the, the woman they identify as is Elisa Lamb. She's a, a, a student, a university student. She's from, I think, Toronto or Quebec. Okay. I don't actually know much about Canada or the geography therein. But she's from, she's Canadian. And she was visiting LA. She had uh, sort of taken a solo trip, which was a little a little unlike her. But her family you know, encouraged her to kind of like, as, as she was in university, in, in the breaks in between, her family encouraged her to travel. So she takes a trip to Los Angeles. As they were investigating what could have happened to this girl, they review the security camera footage from the Cecil Hotel. And what they find is there's there's two uh, there's two streams, one from the outside of the hotel and one from an interior elevator camera. And this is, again, something you can look up online right now if you wanted to. The footage of Elisa Lam in the elevator. This is, without a doubt, one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life it's just so spooky all it is is elisa lamb getting on the elevator okay but she's doing it in a way that is it it looks to be that she is trying to escape something so she the elevator doors open and again the camera's from like the top corner of the elevator so all you can see is the elevator and just a little bit of the hallway outside right but you can't see anything else so she the, the elevator doors open she steps in and she steps in as if she was she had just been running like so she kind of like bursts into the elevator uh-huh. she's pressing keys on the elevator like the elevator buttons like she's pressing them she's not like she's pressing a bunch of different ones and for whatever reason the elevator doors simply are not closing they're just staying open the entire time and she's in the elevator she's like trying to duck down she's trying to hide she's like pressed her body up against the side of the elevator occasionally she'll like just just peel her head around the corner of the elevator, just peek it through the doorway. And it looks like she's terrified, like someone is just outside of this elevator yeah, trying to, like, th- that had just been chasing her. And then it gets weirder because suddenly her behavior, her actions start to take a more, like, playful turn. At first she looks petrified. Then she sort of starts, like, jumping in and out of the elevator as if there's, like, a kid or something down the hallway and she's playing, like, peekaboo. Like, it's that kind of energy. So she's kind of sticking her head around the corner and like has her hand in front of her mouth like she's laughing and then she ducks back into the elevator and is like pressed up against the wall again and then she peels her head around and then she kind of darts inside and outside of the elevator. She's standing in the hallway for a few moments. What the fuck? And then she's back and the entire time, honestly one of the creepiest things about this is the entire time the elevator doors are open. Like they haven't They've not closed. closed. She hasn't stopped them from closing. They have been wide open this entire time. Which to me... There's there's like two explanations as to how that could be. One is that the elevators malfunction somehow, but all of the footage leading up to Elisa Lam and after Elisa Lam, the hotel reported that the elevator was operating perfectly fine. No issues. No issues. So just for this one yes. request of the elevator. The doors spring open for the entire time. So that's I think that is probably not the case. The other the only other rational explanation I can think of is that somebody's outside the elevator holding open the door. Do you know what I mean? Like someone ha- yeah. has the button pressed the entire time, which would keep the the doors open. But you never see it. All of this footage, it's like a 10 minute long feed. She's there for a while. And in all this footage, you never see another person. She never, you, there's no audio. Right. So there are instances in which it kind of looks like she could be talking to somebody, but it never looks like anything coherent or anything like a, like a normal conversation it's just like this very manic kind of behavior that she's exhibiting and i believe i could be wrong about this i believe she was staying at the cecil at this time okay 
So she's finally bumps, like she she finally gets into the elevator. The doors finally close. And then it takes, because she had been pressing a bunch of different buttons. She right. hadn't just pressed her like button to her floor. So it takes her to like the, the first floor and she just gets out and like leaves. It was not the floor she was staying on. Okay. And then the other kind of really confusing thing about kind of how this all played out was the way that she was found. Again, they believe, so she never showed up on any other footage after she exits the elevator That's it. that first time. She has gone off the map. And her family had had reported her missing. They hadn't heard from her in a long time. So there was there was an you know an effort to find Elisa Lamb before her body was actually found. They obviously didn't know the two these two things had not linked right. quite yet. As as she gets off the elevator and she leaves again, she's never seen again on any on any of the footage. You know after that, and apparently the way to get up to the roof and the way to get into this water tank is extraordinarily difficult. And, like, you wouldn't just inherently know. I mean, who knows that there are four giant water tanks on the roof of any hotel? Who knows the intimate water Common system? knowledge. Come on, Maggie. <laughs> you don't know the water supply system of every hotel you stay in, Maggie? You don't? Together. Come, you really? Let me tell you. You'll be very interested. <laughs> That's how you adult in this world. <laughs> you gotta learn this shit. So, apparently, yeah. Apparently, to get up to the roof, you have, there's, like, a there's like an access ladder that, like, Basically, only the maintenance people have access to. Okay. I imagine there's some level of security. Again, I'm not totally sure of that. I did not do a, a lot of research about this before. <laughs> but I imagine there's some, like, there's, like, a door you have to go through. There's, like, something you have to unlock. There's key some, cards. A key card, exactly. Yeah. It's 2013, after all. Like, this technology existed. So, to get on the roof is difficult. And then, to get in these water tanks. These water tanks are, like, giant, big, giant tank-looking things. But they're, like, on stilts. Okay. So, it's, like, 10 feet off the ground. So, basically, you have to crawl up a ladder unlock the door to get in there and then she would have had to crawl in there this is assuming that that she did this to herself okay which is not a guarantee so there's sort of two theories right there the theory that elisa lamb had some sort of manic breakdown and just sort of went like kind of lost her mind and went swimming in this water tank in some sort of you know manic episode Uh and ended up drowning that's that's theory one. Theory two is that there's some nefarious activity. She was murdered. She was hurt. You know, somebody was chasing her. I should say that the body, the the cause of death was drowning. Like she okay. didn't. There was no like there. She hadn't been injured. She hadn't been like I I don't know if there was like a toxicology report. I don't believe there was anything about her physical appearance or her or her sort of you know her 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 body's makeup that would right. lead you to believe. That something nefarious had happened, other than the fact that it's just so goddamn strange. So, between the two theories, there's really no, there's really no good answer, right? There's really no clear understanding. the The whole process of a of a person who's in a manic episode getting up to the roof, taking off their clothes, throwing their clothes into the water tank, and then getting in the water tank is just so bananas to me. It doesn't make any sense at all. Which I guess, if you're having a manic breakdown, it wouldn't make sense. But still, right? Is this hotel supposed to be like? haunted yes that's the other element of it so the cecil hotel in downtown los angeles has a long history of like ghost and like true crime uh relations so like for instance it's got it's got like a million uh like ghost stories but if you're familiar with american horror story do that show a little bit the so every season they have a new setting and new characters the fourth season is called hotel and it's set in a hotel that's supposed to be based off of the cecil hotel so this place is like it is famed for being Spooky. Why would you I, I, stay there? People go there for that fact. Like, I, yeah, there are lots of people who are like, no. the Cecil Hotel in recent years has uh, like rebranded. I don't think it's called 
the Cecil Hotel anymore, and like they're like, we're not haunted. Don't worry, like come stay <laughs> with us. But like, at, like, like ghost aficionados, true crime lovers always go to the Cecil Hotel. Richard Ramirez, who was the uh, uh, the the Night Stalker, or like the he's like a serial killer from the seventies in California. Uh, famously stayed at the Cecil Hotel for like three weeks when he was like just about to be caught. Like the three weeks before he got caught, he he was at the Cecil Hotel. Basically, just like camped out. So like, like there's lots of lore about the Cecil Hotel, lots of ghost stories surrounding it, which is how Elisa Lamb's uh, kind of circumstance became such famous, uh, became such a famous case. One, because it's so bizarre and two, because it happened to occur at this place that was so, so, so sort of deeply rooted in like modern paranormal activity. You know, I can't say why would you ever stay at a haunted hotel. Apparently, I accidentally did in Ireland. What? Yeah, we stayed at, yeah. at a castle hotel. I feel like Ireland haunted is like old-timey, like kings and queens murdering people haunted. Like, that's cool haunted. Haunted in the Cecil Hotel is like in the 50s, like a, a like, man just killed his shit. wife in the hotel room. Like, that, that her ghost is like haunting the hotel. Like, that's way scarier Yeah, than absolutely. There is a lot more to, in, in the Elisa Lamb, like, story. There's more to unpack. But the big takeaway, and again, I encourage anyone who's interested in this to look it up on YouTube. You can see the entire feed. It is so bizarre. And the I mean, you want to say that you think somebody did something to her because that would at least make sense. The narrative, right. it's horrible no matter what. It's terrifying no matter what. But the concept that somebody, you know, did this to her, at least that that pattern clicks in your brain. The idea that she was like possessed or had some sort of manic, uh, manic breakdown or something else along those lines is is obviously a little bit scary in a, in a different way. But it's so confusing because there was nobody else caught on the cameras when, when she was in the hotel. She checked in alone. Nobody reported seeing anything or, you know, nothing of that nature. None of the classic signs of this girl was murdered line up here. Right. So it's so, it's just like this incredibly bizarre one-off case of this person who died in this incredibly mysterious way and we have nothing to go on with it. It's just, I think, I think officially it was ruled a suicide because they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, figure anything else out. But her family as well was like, she would never do this. Like, that's not like her. So it's very confusing and absolutely haunting case. That is, it's got a lot of traction online. Like Reddit basically had a fucking field day with it when it all happened. Okay. Classic Reddit. But it is, there's so many rabbit holes you can go down with it and it's all terrifying this sounds bad but it's reminding me the idea of her like running down a hallway into an elevator very much reminds me of uh rick moranis's character in ghostbusters <laughs> when he's being chased by the the demon dog that's exactly right <laughs> and then there's the, uh, another scene in the when he gets attacked by the demon dog and gets slammed against glass and they only see him no one oh else sees God. the dog <laughs> which that's the more terrifying is if she's seen something yes. that no one else sees. Absolutely. Which maniac or haunting. Yes. You know. The idea that whatever was chasing her is invisible to the rest of us. Don't like that. So scary. Now, what if next time you watch that video, you did see something? Oh, my like God. Like, all of a sudden, something. <gasps> like a little flicker in the corner of the screen. Or, like, a full-on shadow person oh my god or creature it just but, presented itself you're the only one that can see it jesus then i'd be next <laughs> i'd be next that's the only possible explanation to why i suddenly could see it oh man i don't oh man. it's just like the terror oh my, wait what go ahead i have an idea what for you to pull a prank <gasps> on shannon okay 
you need to talk to her about this video Uh before this comes out, show her the video and act as if you can see something. This is perfect. You have to do with charity too. Okay. Done. Deal. Right on. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so Maggie, mm-hmm. I think we both have some spooky stories to tell. Yeah. Pers- I have one personal one. Sure. That I don't think you've heard before. Well, you have heard. Yeah. You don't specifically remember. I think I may have been drunk when you told me. It was, well, it was also like nine months ago, probably. Drunk. in the summer. Long time ago. Yeah. Um, I've completely forgotten it. To preface mine, I am someone who has always believed in the extraterrestrial very terrified mm-hmm. of aliens i don't like going outside at night and because of aliens dark. yeah i don't no way. like looking at the stars <laughs> i don't and my mom loves it and we go up north uh, to northern michigan where there's not a lot of city around uh-huh. and you see the the milky way and all of the asteroids meteors whatever you want to call them satellites shooting stars and stuff yes it's cute it's romantic and i hate it's it. lovely and you're terrified of aliens terrified. the entire time Ugh. Growing up, I was very interested in them. Okay. I wasn't necessarily scared right away. Got it. But multiple occurrences, either reading more, seeing movies, or personal experiences have led me to a point where I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm not about it. Mm -hmm. Terrified. These things are real and they are here to not sure what can't be good. I totally believe that they're real. So one of the stories that I've personally had is when I was We'll say between eight and ten years old, definitely in elementary school. I had a really good friend. Uh, we'll call him Dave. Dave it is. And Dave's parents had a cottage in the middle of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we would go up there on the weekends, in the summer, in the winter, just go have a good time, go on their boat, play video games, have like a fire in their house. Classic eight to ten year old boy stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Play apples to apples. It's where I learned to play apples to apples. A dream. So it was probably about a two and a half, three hour drive. And their cottage was in the middle of nowhere. We're talking mm-hmm. on a lake surrounded by other houses, but still in the middle of the woods. So how far of a walk would it be like between like if you wanted to go to the neighbors for a cup of sugar, how long were you walking? Maybe like five minutes. Not oh, wow. long. So it was close. But that's significant. Five minutes is just, you know, it's um, half a mile. 
Well, what it was is all the houses were closer to the lake. Ah. And then they were just really long driveways. And I see. woods in between. So I guess you could always cut through the woods. Sure, but that's... Not about it. That's spooky. That's yeah. that's bear territory. There's bobcats. Bobcats. Bobcats, oh, pumas. <gasps> I think they're cougars in Michigan. Big cats. Not pumas. Anyway, so we're driving up and uh, me and Dave are sitting in the back seat. Dave is looking out the window. Dave was also very much into the extraterrestrial. Got it. Um, paranormal, all of that. You know, just, we would yeah. we would watch TV shows. He had cable, I did not, so mm. we would watch that at his house during sleepovers. Just two spooky boys yeah. in the backseat. And he, you know, is looking out the window, looking up at the sky in the middle of nowhere, so you can see the stars even in the car. Mm-hmm. And he taps me, and he's like, look at that. And I, you know, I lean over between the, the middle seat, and I look out the window, and there's like this bright kind of star that's kind of moving, but not at the speed of a shooting star hmm. and not way more bright than what you would look at when you see a satellite. I Satellites see. are like those dim lights that slowly yes. move across the sky. This was like brighter than a, a planet. Was it like the size of a star or what, did it seem larger? I want to say it was like the a regular size star. Okay. But it was like moving. Okay. And, you know, it was like really, really weird. And as we're looking at it, we're like, what? What is that? You know, too mm-hmm. too spooky. You know, too eight to ten year boys. olds going, Ooh, spooky boys seeing, getting excited. All of a sudden, gone. Oh, that star shoot. light just instantly like vanishes. Horrifying. Um, and knowing like other UFO stories, people always say they see it zip away. We did not. All yeah. of a sudden, this light was just gone. Got it. So we're like, what? What was that? Maybe like thirty minutes later. Dave, uh, <laughs> uh, Dave points out the window and he thinks he sees it again. This time, I don't necessarily see it. By the time I think I got over, he said it was already gone. I don't know if he was messing with me at this point. Right. Um, we're, we're a little spooked. So we're in the middle of the woods. We finally get to their house. It's late. You know, it's after school on, on a Friday and we eat dinner, all of that. We go up. It's time for bed. Mm-hmm. Eight to 10 year old boys, you know what you're doing. You're talking for masturbating. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you are talking for like three to three hours sure. or whatever in bed. Um, so we get in bed and we're just talking about I don't know girls. I guess yeah, what we want to be firemen, video firemen like, in general. Yeah, how cool firemen are. Yeah, and we're not talking about what we saw in the car. It was kind of just like oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then his mom like storms up. We're we're on the upstairs part of the house like, mm. in the up the stairs, and she storms up. And she flips on the lights and she's like, what are you guys doing? Like, why are you guys up? We went to bed probably at, I don't know, what, 9 to 10 p.m.? Uh-huh. Maybe like 10, 30, 11. Okay. And we're like, we're, we're just we're just talking. We're just being... Mind you, we had only cool. been talking for maybe like 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. Um, And then she's like, no, like, why are you guys awake? What? what? This is this is not... This is fine. Like, I'm sure you you and the husband are watching TV downstairs. She goes, it's four in the morning. What? In our heads, we're like, what is going on? Then we see the clock and yeah, it's four in the morning. So there's this whole kind of, we're not sure where this time went. Oh my God. And we're not sure what happened in between that. We have no recollection of this. Of that time gap. gap. So did you guys feel tired? No. You you truly had just, in your minds, you had had Gone just like up, a- had this conversation for 20 to 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And in that time frame- Six hours. His parents go to bed. Oh my god! Fall asleep, and then wake up to us talking at 
like four. Holy moly. So there's no, okay. So I'm just going to play that with advocate. There's no way that you two just got lost in the moment and you were being spooky boys together and you were just like talking about firemen and your love of firemen and time just flew. That, so that's kind of the logical sure. explanation. Uh huh. Don't necessarily believe that one. I mean, I couldn't talk, like, as an adult person, like, I couldn't talk to somebody for six hours into the night without noticing it or getting tired. Yeah, exactly. You're just getting tired. We, we cut our segments into 15 minutes. That's a, and that's a stretch. And I get, I'm exhausted by the end of these. (laughs) This is a strain. That's insane. Okay. So you, so she comes in, she wakes you guys up. Yeah. Or she, she assumes that you guys have been awake this entire time. Yeah. She tells you, it's four in the morning. What is your reaction? Like, what, what do you We're guys like, do? No. And she's no, like, look not. at the clock, you know, pulls out her watch or whatever. And it's like, no, it's four 30 in the morning. Oh my God. And we were just, we were just kind of very confused. Was and- there any like activity other than just seeing this weird like star thing moving in the sky? Was there no. anything you experienced like on the property or out the windows or anything like that? No. That is, cause that is a thing in UFO phenomenon. Yeah. Missing time is a huge thing. With right. you, with, uh, I know, experiences with UFOs or extraterrestrials. It's just like you blink and it's suddenly two days later. Yeah. That's insane. So, one do you of, think you guys could have, I, I, I'm, I'm so into this. Do you think you guys could have been abducted in so, that time somehow? So, as I, as I've gotten older, I've, I've read about like abduction stories. Uh huh. And they all talk about like seeing a bright light or having some sort of memory. Right. Before or after. Got it. The thing that, I don't understand is, is I don't have anything like that. Like you, no yeah, repressed just, memory of like, you know, being on a ship or anything, uh-huh. right? Like it's very much just a mid sentence somehow four to six hours just. I wonder gone. if maybe you guys were caught, like maybe caught a ripple effect of something else larger that was happening at the same time. So it's like maybe the experience wasn't between you and Dave, maybe a neighbor or a, something was happening kind of on the periphery and the sort of after effect was this time change that you guys kind of, again, kind of caught the whiplash of. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Because he would always tell me, once again, I feel like it's like he was a year older than me, so uh-huh. he was always trying to mess with me, that, you know, there were always things in the forest around his house and that he saw lots of lights over the lake yeah. multiple times. So he he built this up built this place up as a kind of spooky, spooky. extraterrestrial UFO UFO filled zone. Spot, yeah. So, I mean it could be. I mean who who's to say? I mean it might I, the the concept of like you guys kind of kind of catching a a, a clip of of extraterrestrial activity and the effect of that being missing time makes sense if you believe any UFO lore because that is always the kind of the X factor with any alien experience is that chunks of time just go missing right the actual experience with aliens you know if, if let's say that you were abducted and put on a ship like the memory of that is actually rarer than this weird like i saw a bright light and i blacked out and all of a sudden it was tomorrow you know right. what i mean like that is the most common experience reported with any ufo you know the the repressed memory of like i was on an, i was on a ship and they probed <laughs> me like that is more of like a like a one percenter yeah experience. and that's kind of you're like mm. you're like okay bud sure but like the and it's also like you know i think it's also p- possible that a lot of those people have filled in those blanks themselves like maybe they did experience something and through you know confirmation bias through media through whatever they've filled in that story th- their own self like you know what i'm saying so that right. those things didn't necessarily happen to them but they're like well i have this weird alien experience and as i understand it this is what an alien experience is 
and thus that's what I must have experienced. Right. But that is absolutely fascinating. I also am not against the idea that there's other spookiness that goes on there. Sure. Not necessarily UFOs, but, you know, interdimensional rifts. Cryptids and things like that. Yeah. Just like, you know, for some reason, time slowed down. Mini black hole. Mini black slides, hole. Slides through time, you know. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, that's that's my personal experience. And then after that, I got super into aliens because we were like, you got we, we put this together, right? Yeah. Like, we're like, oh, my God, what what happened? That is so creepy. And then is when I got into it. And then I saw signs and I didn't go in my basement for like <laughs> six months. You can't. Signs was terrifying. Yes. When the, oh my God. When the alien walks across the, the <gasps> birthday the party oh, in the background my God. and they zoom in on, on the news. That still gets me. If I watch that clip now, I fully knowing what's going to happen, yeah. I still jump every time. Yeah. And then they show like the alien like holding the body walking through the backyard. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. So scary. That is one of the best alien movies I've ever seen. I've, yeah. That includes the movie Alien. <laughs> I refuse to watch it. Oh my god, it's so spooky. It's I saw it so when scary. I was like, what, 11? That was shot an hour away from where I grew up. That really? was shot in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Philly. It's about an hour, about an hour outside of Philly. But yeah, cause M. Night Shyamalan grew up in the, in the Philly area. So oh. all of his movies take place in, or not all, most of his movies take place in Philly. And that, that, like the, the set on which Signs was shot, we went and visited it one time. My friends and I in high school, we were like, like the the farm, yeah, like the farmhouse and stuff. Like it was, oh. it's a real farmhouse in in Lancaster. It looks like every other farmhouse. It was not a worthwhile adventure, but we did it anyway. It's terrifying. It was I don't so like scary. crop circles. I believe them <laughs> too many times. Oh my god, that is that is truly terrifying. The corn stalks bend without breaking. That's the impossible. bending without breaking. It doesn't make any sense. No. Although I did see a documentary one time about crop circles. One of several I've watched on the same topic, in which uh, the the you know, the documentary maker basically went around. There's a way that you, you basically like tie a board to, to, uh, I'm not explaining this well, but basically imagine you, you take a swing off of a swing set. So you have a board, you have two ropes on either end. Yeah. And if you kind of press that board against your foot and walk around a crop circle, it will gently bend the crops in the direction that you're walking. Does that make any sense? Somewhat, yeah. Somewhat. So imagine, yeah. So imagine like you put the board under your foot. You, you're holding the two ropes and then you're stepping with the board. Got it. And it kind of lays down the corn stalks in a way that does not break them. It doesn't work 100% of the time, but this dude basically made a crop circle in this documentary to prove that crop circles are, are bogus. Well, he's a liar. He's, I mean, he's part of the, the Illuminati. I assume he's yeah. trying to trick us all. Black helicopters. Anything that doesn't confirm what I want to know, I assume <laughs> is just lies. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So anyway, not about it. Um, still scared of the dark. Still scared of space. Well, you had a very real experience that yeah. maybe embedded some uh, some shit in your brain that's going to be there forever until we find it, Kyle. Let's let's get digging. <laughs> let's crack this thing open. Right on. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Maggie, this story I I personally have never heard of before okay. uh, until very recently. It is a legend throughout Michigan. Oh, boy. And it dates back to the Cheyenne, the Indian tribe. Okay. So this is a, it began as a Native American legend or myth. Okay. So most recently started back up in 18, I believe, 86. Okay. So this thing has been around for almost like a long time, 150 years. Yeah. This creature is known as the Michigan dog man. What? The Michigan Dog Man? Yes. <gasps> okay. So Tell me everything. So the, the most early report happened up in the UP. Okay. Uh, and two lumberjacks in 1886. Classic. UPers. There, were out in the forest and reported seeing a, a big creature. Okay. From far away. And they, they saw the head of a dog. <gasps> and they thought it was, you know, some wild wolf or dog that had mm-hmm. gotten out from the camp. But as they got closer, the creature then stood up. On its hind legs, like a human. Oh my god! And was giant, like mm. six to seven feet tall, built like a man, but with the head and kind of paws of a dog. Yo. Oh my god. Okay. So, ever since then, the rumor legend has is the Michigan Dogman has moved south into the Lower Peninsula, most notably the northwest. Uh part of the Lower Peninsula of Michigan, which is kind of where my story from the UFO happened. Um, Mm. Very big foresty area. Not a lot of people except for Traverse City. Got it. Everything else kind of spread out. This is the the top of the pinky on the mitten. Yes. If you hold your hand out, left hand out, look at your nails. All of our non-Michigan listeners, it's on that pinky nail. Yes. Oh, man. And the Michigan Dog Man is reported to come every 10 years when the year ends in a seven. Okay, so 2007, 2017, 2027. Yes. Okay. And most of the reports of the Michigan Dogman come during these years. Oh, my God. Um, There are on-star recordings of people thinking they hit a dog only to see it while they are on the phone with OnStar, uh-huh. get up and run away like a human. What? Do we have any of those? Yes, they are, they are on YouTube. I re- recommend you go look them up. Jesus. There is CCTV footage of what looks to be the Michigan Dogman. You're shitting me. No. <gasps> now, I don't know if these are photoshops or right. you know CGI sort of things. There's but... always a skeptical view. Right. But from what I saw, it looks... Pretty Real realistic. Enough. Oh the God. issue is this: there is multiple different descriptions of the Michigan Dogman. Okay. And that comes from whether it's more of a hound versus kind of a wolf. 
That was my first question. Certain people believe it's it's more of what the werewolf uh-huh. is supposed to be. But uh, um, according to the Cheyenne legend, there was a group of warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, I believe, called the dog warriors. Or what would be translated to dog warriors. Mm-hmm. And they worshipped... I believe, like, the dog spirit. I see. The legend now is that those warriors have turned into what is currently the Michigan dog man. Can I maybe jump the gun a little bit? Are you going to tell me about skinwalkers? I don't know what skinwalkers are. This is the second time in four episodes that I've brought up skinwalkers. I just want to be clear. But this sounds like skinwalkers. So, okay, let me... I have some qualifying questions. So, you said the head portion there's some mixed uh, uh mixed reports on whether it looks like a like a dog like a house dog or a wolf that's correct there's many drawings of it with like a coonhound okay face got it on like a human body um, and does the human body is it is it like a very large human body yes I see. so the michigan dog man is it's not known for necessarily attacking people it's just living its life um it's known for staring people down and scaring them. <gasps> so there's stories of people out in the woods or out on their porch at night coming face to face with the Michigan dog man where it will be on its four legs. Mm. Look, and they will be looking at it saying, you know, hey, look, that's just a dog. And no. then it will stand up and tower over, you know, them if they were to be standing right next to it. So what are their And just stare them down. Is it like, is it like dog head... Dog paws, feet and hands, and then, like, human middle part? Yes. Jesus. That is absolutely terrifying. Yes. So, Skinwalker... I, I am not going to give you a full breakdown of Skinwalkers, because, frankly, I don't know a full breakdown. But Skinwalkers are, like, Native American lore from, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years old. And it's basically, like, a dark magic in which a uh, a person can uh, sort of acquire the physical attributes of an animal... Through various uh, kind of, you know, dark magic practices, okay. they will sort of – they're called skinwalkers because the way they present is as if they are wearing the skin of an animal. And usually it's reserved for, like, evil doings, right? So, like, this, like if you are – you know, the Native American lore sort of, um, you know, frames it as – obviously, skinwalkers are very evil beings – and, you know, they, they're out to like do, you know, nefarious things and it's all devil worship or evil spirit worship. And, uh, you know, encountering one is again, like they're not necessarily roaming the earth looking for people to kill, but like if you come across one, suddenly you're in deep shit. Like they'll, right. they'll just straight up kill you instantly. And again, I don't, I don't know in depth very much about it, but it's an absolutely horrifying concept because, again, it's, it's it's as if somebody was, like, to skin an animal, jump in that animal's skin, and then sort of, like, meld human and animal together. I don't like that. It's so, so, so scary. Well, so th- there's more about the Oh, my man. God. Tell me everything. Um, So it's known for its howl, which mm. it does at night. So the dogman is, is mostly a night creature. Of course. Its howl is supposed to sound... Like a child infant Shut up. screaming at the top of its lungs. Dude, that is horrifying. So there's a story of a 13 or 14 year old sneaking out of the house to go have a cigarette. Classic. Bad. <laughs> Don't. And she came face to face with the Michigan dog man who was sitting down, hind legs like a standard dog. Sure. And it looks like this this giant dog. Then it howls and sounds like a infant. A crying baby? 
Oh my god. To only then stand up mm. and just stare down this this poor teenager. This poor badass teenager yep. smoking a ciggy. Wow, that yes. kid never smoked again. That, that I hope that it is the ultimate. That's a stop silver smoking. lining here. Yeah, <laughs> there is also a story. The truth campaign just needs to <laughs> hire the dog man. Um, there's also a story of someone who in 1938. Well, 1937. The story mm-hmm. was reported in 1938. So this legend has been around and it keeps on popping up. That's that year-ending and seven thing. So. This 17-year-old was in the woods and, and happened upon um, the Michigan dog man. Mm-hmm. And he got close to it, as in right next to it. Why, bud? The dog man then reared up and stood over him. So once again, six to seven feet tall. Jesus. This guy, I'm sure scared out of his mind, in the middle of the woods, I believe he was hunting, has a gun and he fires a shot at the Michigan dog man. Mm-hmm. Wait, how close was he? Uh, I believe Ish. within like 10 feet. Okay. So this is a kill shot. Probably. Uh-huh. Though I'm sca- you know, if he's scared, I'm, who knows? Yeah. The man swears he then saw the Michigan dog man smile. What? As he ran away. Oh my God. That's badass as hell. First of all, <laughs> shout out to the dog man. Wait, that's some big dick energy right there. That's the, the oh my God. The idea of like, Seeing that creature, first of all, I can't think of a scarier thing. And well, the idea of like, like the werewolf, just yes. worse. It's a werewolf, but like the, the it's the it's the sort of it's the combination of human features with animal features that I find so disturbing. Yeah. And the idea that like you would be like, God bless this dude for like getting his you know whereabouts about him that he can shoot the thing or at least try to shoot the thing, and the thing's like, <laughs> LOL, yeah. I'm the dog man, and just scurries off into the night what a horrifying idea yeah so i'm gonna be terrified to go outside now you're never gonna go outside again between aliens and dogmen you're an inside boy now yeah oh my god that's the the baby screaming element is the most the it's all horrible it's all horrible i can't think of what's the worst i guess but seeing that disgusting creature and then hearing it scream like an infant yeah that would never leave me so if you Google Michigan Dogman, I'm going to. Um, you can get some images of CCTV and then kind of the idea behind it. There's also one image that I did see that was so disturbing because it was such a human body mm-hmm. with oh my a, god a coonhound head. I um, hate this. Yeah. Why did I Google this? Why did and, you let me do this? Yeah. So there's also something called the Beast of Bray Road. Bray Road? B-R-A Road. Okay. Um, which is a an urban legend from uh, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. as well as like northern Illinois. Okay. And so this neck of the woods. It's very similar of a humanoid with dog-like features in terms of head, paws. Jesus. All of that. Maybe they're breeding. Yeah. And the dogmen will take us over in 2027. Yeah. We made it through 2017. That's yeah. good news. So 2027, we're we're buffed. screwed. Start pl- start planning now, y'all. Yeah. Buy those milk bones. <laughs> yeah. What's more terrifying to me is the fact that it's not violent, but just likes to stare. It just and no- we all it's... know dogs that do that. Yeah, they're the worst dogs. It already it it already knows that you're if if it ever came down to it, it would just destroy you. Yeah. There's no. It's not even a little bit intimidated by your presence. 
It's like this, you might as well be a flea. Oh my God. I really, I like, every time I hear about like a new cryptid thing, I'm like, I both really desperately want to see that and also never want to think about this again. When you say want to see it, you want to see it in Like in a zoo. Okay. Oh. I don't want to encounter (laughs) it. No, but I just want to see, like I, what I wouldn't give just to see, you know what I'm saying? Like from a safe distance, what I wouldn't give just to see it, just to be like, I had an experience that I could recount. Like, if I had a Bigfoot story to tell, I would tell every single person I ever meet that Bigfoot story. You know right. what I mean? But again, it, the other the other hand is simply, I wish I could wash my brain of this because now I'm going to be scared to walk to my car if it's dark outside. Yeah. Ugh. And if you hear, like, a howl. It's game over. Or you just Or see, I just hear a normal child crying, I'm going to be like, fucking kill that thing. It might be a dog man. Glowing eyes in the in the distance. I didn't even consider that. It's, it's game over for me. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. We're both inside boys now. Yeah. Damn it. So, another reason to visit northern Michigan. Come on up, guys. It's great. <laughs> the water's fine. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling uh, scared. Yeah. No, was... the dog man. <sighs> The Dogman, the aliens. The demons of the Cecil Hotel. It's all scary stuff. I hope everyone out there is okay. Give us a tweet if uh, if you need to talk to somebody. We get it. Yeah. At uh, Girl and Lizards. Yes. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, we really enjoyed making it, even though we dearly, dearly miss Matt. We'll be excited to have him back next time. Thank you so much for listening. Like. Review, subscribe, download. Leave those comments on iTunes, on Google. Leave us a comment. For the love of God, it's all we ask from you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed it. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Yeah, don't forget, April 1st, we've got a big show planned, so share this episode with... Share Everyone. this podcast with your friends. Uh, because April 1st, the groundwork's been laid, and this thing is going to be it's gonna be massive it's gonna blow the top off guys tell your mom tell your dad tell your siblings get your grandma on board Teach yeah she probably has a phone she's got to subscribe have if she's got a desktop computer you can subscribe your grandma to this podcast and frankly you should yeah all right well see you next week Been late.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.